Hello, Poppy. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> where, where did that come from? Uh, just from my soul. Uh. Anyway. <laughs> What's up, guys? It's um, Off the Top Podcast again. Thanks for tuning in for a new one. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about kind of the balance of your life as far as your health goes, and that's physical, emotional, and mental health. Yeah, yeah. I'm still surprised on the uh, the intro there. I wasn't expecting that one. Um, but yeah, talking about all the balances to your health, seeing it's a you know, touching point today. Um, some celebrities are coming out and talking about it different people on, you know, YouTube and that entertainment space. And it's something important just to be aware of, or maybe you find some new tips in this. And something that kind of spurred this on was recently Jordan moved over to the vegetarian side, which was very intriguing for me at first, but he stayed strong through it. So what has that been like for you so far? Uh, As far as the transition process, uh, the thing that I was shocked the most about was truly how easy it was at least for me maybe it's just my personal eating habits but it didn't seem too hard there are things that like obviously I change up as far as it's maybe not as easy to like go out and get something to eat or you know I got to be more selective on what I get but no it's not like it's pretty cool um the reason I'm doing it is because I'm I'm not afraid to try something new like this, so I thought it would be a good chance to give it a shot and then see as far as how my body reacts to it and see if I feel healthier or feel better, you know, with this change. Yeah. The, the shocking thing was when he did it, it was kind of cold turkey. And by cold turkey, I mean the dude still has two... After Thanksgiving, dude bought a frozen turkey. It was all right. And then so he went back and bought two more. And then like the next week went vegetarian and our freezer is full of two frozen, like 12 or 14 pound turkeys with, I think, two racks of frozen chicken in there as well. So he really went in and it's just waiting there. Yeah. But, you know, that's just going to be a hell of a welcome back party when, <laughs> when I decide to converge back over. So do you feel any different or um, no, any noticeable changes between? I would say that the thing I do, I, I think I notice, and it's maybe it's hard for me to like fully be super um, sensitive with how I'm feeling, but I feel like I'm more in, in tune with like how I react to certain foods. So for instance, like if I start noticing like, oh, this, this, like, you know, this sort of food makes me feel a little bit weird or, you know, like eating that dairy or whatever. It's like, you know, it affects my body. And so I think I'm more sensitive in that sense, uh, more than anything, truly. Yeah. It seems that that first option of going vegetarian or just changing your diet in general, I guess we can broaden it out is a step that has a bunch of little steps within it. Like, like you're saying, you went vegetarian and now you're finding these little things that um are introduced to the diet or like that are affecting you and it's like you know no one's gonna understand that right at first and i think that's what makes it so crazy that you went cold turkey where a lot of people i know that have gone vegetarian at the time has like slowly moved into it um or even like you know slowly slowly moved into it where it's like a two-year process but 
I mean, one day is pretty fast. Yeah, and maybe that's not the best way for everyone. Um, I'm just kind of like, I think that lends to who I am a little bit where, you know, I could just be like, okay, well, I'm not doing this anymore and stick with it. But, I mean, not to say that it was easy. I mean, there's been times like, um, you know, get-togethers or anything where I'm like, dude, I wish I could eat that or, you know, <laughs> just just things. But I feel like that comes with everything when you kind of decide to do a certain deal. Mm, yeah. And moving into just general talk about diet, I guess on the more physical side of things and activity, I think it's crazy how many different diet products or diets there are now and that everything's so different from person to person um that really i feel like it would be hard to find the right diet um at this point well i mean i think that uh, with technology and everything it's i would say it's more easy to find the right diet just because you can break down like okay look you're missing b12 vitamins so let's up that through your food intake or maybe vitamin intake but on the contrary side I think that as far as diets go, if you're looking for like a vitamin thing, then then you could obviously adjust that. But if you're trying to lose weight, I think, and granted, I'm not a nutritionist or anything like that, but I would say that caloric deficit is just the way to do it. I mean, that's, I mean, the, the way you lose weight is, you know, eating less than what you burn and then it burns your, you know, what you have in your body. Yeah, and I think that just is one of those things. There's so many products being force-fed. Like, do these frozen dinners. It's 260 calories. Do this, do that. And uh, you have all these options, which may, maybe for some people it makes it hard to, you know, like, oh, I'm going to go with lean cuisine or I'm going to go with Weight Watchers or this, this, and that. But I think, yeah, what you're saying, it's something along the lines of maybe you do need to figure out, like, I am eating way too many calories or maybe I'm living a stale or stagnant lifestyle and balancing that out um, and moving throughout the year and trying to figure out maybe I don't like I cut out. I guess we'll talk about my diet real quick. Last year, the big thing I cut out was Pop-Tarts, not because I don't need them, but like that's so much sugar. And there's inspired by a friend who kind of stopped doing sugar. It's so much sugar that you don't need. And then when I stopped it, I was like, wow, I really don't need that. And I feel a little bit better. Yeah, totally. And I think it comes down to with, you know, the physical, emotional, mental side. It's all about balance. Regardless if you're just specifically talking about your physical health with your diet, that also encompasses with physical health, your exercise habits and your sleeping habits and all of that. So, yeah, it's you know, you have to find that right balance and figure out, you know, what's really helping you and what maybe you want to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think maybe that's just the realization some people are afraid to make, afraid to cut out fast food for lunch or um, frozen dinners. Like I, I've never cooked, so I still roll on frozen dinners, but I know I need to uh, progress from pizza rolls to maybe something else in the, in the meantime. But I just got to figure out what that is and get to it. And yeah, I think that comes back down to like, once I figure that out, I'll try to maybe balance out a little bit more physical activity. Yeah, I do work out most of the week, but like you're supposed to get 30 minutes a day, 
of physical activity. And I do like a couple hours here and there, but I would like to do, you know, more. And maybe that's even a little calmer, like just going on walks or um, going on hikes or rock climbing or trying different things, I think, to make it a little bit more fun because the gym can kind of get boring for me at least. Yeah. Um, mixing it up is very, very important because, you know, when you get into lulls, your I feel like your motivation goes down and the there's a difference. What I like to say is uh, there's a real fine difference between motivation and discipline. And discipline is like, I would say the equivalent, if you had to put it in terms of motivation, is unlimited motivation, where it's something you do regardless if you want to or not. Mm-hmm. And so you have to figure out ways to freshen it up so you know, if you don't have that base of discipline or you just want to stay motivated specifically, you know, that you can do that with mixing things up or, you know, finding something that just works for you. Yeah. And I think it's, I think for people, it's, even if you don't like lifting weights, there's so many activities out there that will get your, you know, heart rate going and your cardio and maybe some muscle strengthening, like maybe playing ultimate Frisbee in the park or doing something. But I think with the the rise of cancer rates and cancer and obesity and all these different um, diseases and physical um, handicaps, I guess you could say at a certain point. Um, I think it's, it's not very cool to be the one like, Oh, I don't do anything. And then over time, like if you're starting to hurt yourself and your friends are worried for you, that's something you could have prevented. And like a few, you know, a long time ago. And then once it catches up to you, no one enjoys getting caught up to and being like, oh, yeah, you have diabetes or like you have really high cholesterol or something along those lines. That's never fun to be on that side. Yeah, totally. And the body is something that's very resilient. So, you know, it can adapt to things and put up with a certain amount of abuse. But, yeah, it's way, way easier to do maintenance than it is to do damage control. Or, you know, rebuild something that you've lacked uh, giving the attention to beforehand. Yeah. And I, maybe that's just fine. Maybe that is going on walks or rock climbing or finding those little curling or finding, you know, little activities. Maybe high intensity interval training of ping pong. I don't know. Something that maybe it's fun for you or doing the Wii fitness. Something to figure that out. Um to just at least balance that physical side of the health triangle. Yep, totally. And uh, to make this a full encompassing thing, I think with health, you got to think about, you know, your mental health as well. Because let's think about it this way. with If you could be the most physically fit person in the world, but if you're not mentally healthy, then what does that do you? You know, you could be extraordinarily depressed or have extreme anxiety and not be able to fully utilize your physical fitness. So, um, and like I said, all these things are interdependent as far as, you know, what you, what you do in one thing affects the others. And, you know, if you underperform physical fitness and, you know, you don't exercise, which uh, studies have shown that that can lead to people feeling depressed or feeling more, you know, not as happy, then that'll affect your mental mental health and emotional health too. And some of the things I've at least noticed personally is like, I feel like mental health is almost like cyclical throughout a year. 
Like you'll notice when you get to winter time, it's a lot easier just to like not want to do things or like shut yourself in. And as like spring, like obviously based on weather, spring and summer, you're a little bit more willing to go do stuff and maybe fall it comes back where you like don't want to do anything. And maybe that's because I'm in school, but it's also important to recognize those cycles at least because everyone has their own personal cycle of where they are mentally. And that's the first, I think the first step to understanding that is understanding yourself and like, you know, knowing what triggers certain thoughts or what time of the year you, you know, are feeling different than others. Yeah. I mean, I think you're right. And it has to, like you said, it has to do with your environment as well. Just getting not a, not a lot of sun leads to vitamin D deficiency. That leads to possibly feeling, you know, more tired normally than when you wouldn't. And also feeling uh, like depressed as well. So like stuff like that, you got to recognize, you know, how I feel like certain times and either avoid them. Like, you know, if I, for instance, let's say that I get really sad when I watch a Netflix um, or watch those commercials with those dogs that the are the angels. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, like if I watch that and know I get really sad, how about I avoid those, you know, yeah. just for my mental health and understanding, you know, who I am and what I'm working with. So in terms of mental health, what are some of the things you do to stay, you know, in the state you want to be in? Like an example, like meditate or puzzles or video games or reading something or what made that be? Um, so meditation is a good one. Another thing that I always, uh, personally like feel like helps a big help in my, like to keep me where I want to be mentally is, and I've mentioned this before, but discipline, honestly, because there won't be a time that I'll always want to be able to do some, to do something or, you know, my condition changes just kind of like the human condition and, so I just got to like try to be as disciplined as possible and, you know, get things done when they're supposed to be gotten done. Mm-hmm. And that helps out a lot. I'm really curious to hear what you have to say on that front. Uh, I, you know, I'm one of those people I don't really know what I do. Like sometimes I just lay down and medit- like self-guided meditation. Um, I've recently implemented like a startup in a boot down start up in this boot down system so like in the morning i'll take like five minutes to do what i do to start up so that's either like kind of visualizing what's going on through the course of that day and what i have planned and kind of understanding some of the variable obstacles um and then when i boot down i kind of think about you know all the po- I guess the positive side of things that happened today, even if nothing negative happened, just being able to recognize the positive is going to put you in a whole better situation than like, I guess a good example would be if you're in school, like I am, and you take a test and you get 80% or 72% and you usually get A's. It's a lot, it's easier for that mentality, that type A mentality to be really upset that you got a 72% and you didn't get an 80 or 90 and focus on that and ruin your whole day, which is, I think is just dumb. I mean, I understand the achievement for excellence, but like if you're going to let it really hurt you throughout a whole day and potentially affect others, then that's where I look at like something on the positive, like, you know what? It was a quiz. It's worth 4% of my grade. I, uh, 
I'm happy I passed it. You know, one quiz down, another one step closer to college. So I kind of do that at the end of the day, just with what I did. And that way I know I'm in a good spot. Um, that's kind of something that I've just started doing recently. Yeah. And uh, another thing to kind of help with your mental, um, just with you talking, I kind of thought of this. Another thing to help with you being mentally on point or wherever you want to be is don't look at things as far as huge projects. I would recommend looking at them, looking at them as far as smaller steps. And that helps with, you know, things being a little more daunting and so, for instance, somebody didn't just, you know, all of a sudden say, yeah, I'm going to build a wall that's a thousand miles long or longer as far as I'm alluding to the Great Wall of China. It was just like, a, you know, all right, so we're going to build this wall, but we got to start with laying bricks. So I'm going to lay this brick down right here and then I'm going to grab another brick and lay it down there. Uh, it helps with being, you know, being able to start big things and, you know, not feel like eclipsed by the actual act it d- takes to do it. It just kind of, you know, happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think that's something you see a lot in our generation as people looking at long-term pictures first. And maybe that's just the way our minds are going with different social media or what you see in the news or like what you know, people are always telling you like, oh, go get this job or whatever it may be. So it may be hard to see those, you know, see that as it go, like I'm going to do something short term. But I agree. I think being able to pick something apart in the short term or sh- like one step at a time is going to be a lot more beneficial in, in terms of like anxiety and like nervousness than like think about building the entire Great Wall in one day. Totally. So I'm curious, uh, knowing you personally, Julian, what do you think helps with your emotional health? Um, did you guys hear that he sucked his teeth? <laughs> um, <laughs> emotional health. I, I guess if you don't know me, I'm not the generically too generically generally uh, too emotional. So I don't, I'm not too sure. And maybe that's unhealthy. Maybe I need to figure that out over time. But like, I just go with the flow. Like I, I pick and choose my battles. Uh, a lot of things, I guess the way I look at it, a lot of things that people get emotional over are, I hate to sound this way, but are stupid. I, it's some stuff just frustrates me. Like when people are like, Oh, so and so, one of my friends' friends doing this, and I'm really upset about it. I'm like, well, one, like, yeah, you can be upset about it and let it ruin your whole day, or like, just tell them that that's stupid and maybe we'll fix it. Like, if not, cut them out. Like, if you have a friend that's always like doing harm to themselves and it worries you, like, the worst thing you could do is be silent about it. Like, I hate, for some reason, that bothers me. If you have a friend who's like an alcoholic and, you keep getting effect like having to go pick them up and it's really frustrating you and putting like effects on you and your friendships because of that like let them know like bro this isn't cool i'm not down with it like if you can't get it figured out like i don't you can keep doing what you want to do but i'm not going to be around and that's just type of person i am yeah uh, you're definitely right with who you are you're you're not a you're not somebody who like 
I would say feels a lot and also, you know, has really high highs and really low lows. You're one of those people that are very stable and usually in the middle. As far as I go, um, I would say that I, I'm a little more, you know, up and down, not saying that I'm like, you have huge vacillations and I'm bipolar, but I see, or at least comparing me to you, I think I feel more like ups and then also downs. Um, one thing that I use to help with that and, you know, just knowing that your emotional health is really important is, um, what I think about what I can control and if I'm emotionally, like you referenced, if, you know, you had somebody that you were having issues with because of their actions, one of the things that I try to do uh, is I think about my expectations when it comes to other people and that that's the thing I can control about them is what do I expect from them? And I usually know that whenever I am upset with somebody, it's because the expectations that I put on them, regardless if it was just or something that I randomly made up in my mind for some reason, because that happens sometimes, <laughs> is not congruent with what actually happens in, you know, the real world. Mm -hmm. So uh, when I like I've been getting better and like trying to work on that, but I will try to catch myself whenever I happen to get upset and it's gotten a lot better, but usually it's my expectations weren't aligned with what they expected or what they did. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that is kind of similar is like, I like, it's all about what you're in control of and it's really easy to get bogged down by stuff you can't control or get bogged down stuff by stuff that you can control and you aren't doing anything about it. Right. So it's really easy to get really upset and emotional about, we'll talk about school again that you aren't passing your classes and like being like, Oh, blaming this, this and that. And I have to drive out here and this like, at the end of the day, like that's you and that's just finding excuses to do that. And I think, I mean, everyone's different, right? And it's like, there's nothing wrong with if you are super emotional, I think it's very important to, you know, find people to talk to about and people that maybe they aren't your best friend, but it's someone you can have a, a coherent conversation with and see both points of things and maybe go with someone who's gone through that uh, makes kind of finding that emotional balance a little bit easier. Cause if you always go to your best friend, like most of the time they're going to be on your side. Occasionally they'll say something else, but most of the time they're going to be on your side and it's not going to help. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and the reason why I feel like we do that or side or happen to like, migrate to people that have our same thought process is personally like a thing that I believe is that it takes a lot more energy for you or myself to put themselves in a situation where they don't particularly align with whatever's being said just because the energy it takes is first your brain reactionarily reactionarily says like you're wrong either that's bullshit or whatever and the energy is like saying wait a second like let's not react to like the emotional side let's think about what they're saying and then you know try to take it constructively because at the end of the day if you agree with what they're saying or if you don't it's still up to you to you know use that to help in some sort of way or augment your present situation mm -hmm. And I think 
I know that you that kind of brought something up is um, maybe analyzing friend groups sometimes is important to both mental and emotional health. I think that the society is based on, you know, I have 2,472 followers on this site and I have this and like you get this false sense of power or you have like all of these friends and you find yourself like always being unable to talk to someone or unable to trust someone or unable just to like have a, a, you know, a conversation that you're wanting to have with someone. And that's because you, you know, maybe you've based your friends off of um, things that don't really matter to you anymore. And that's always evolving. And I mean, once again, I'm a little bit different in my thinking, but like, as you evolve, your friend group should evolve. Like it, I mean, sometimes you cut people out and it's not because you don't, you know, don't like them, but you guys just don't align anymore. And it's, you know, time, your time is more valuable talking to this person that you're able to communicate with and share these thoughts with. Um, and maybe that's why, maybe that's more personal. And that's why like my circle of people is like six and under, but you know, it's always different for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's well said. And I would even go take it a step further on what you said and say that it affects your physical health as well. And the fact that if you are, uh, it's been said that you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with or hang out with the most. And let's say I'm going to go to polar opposites. Let's say that the five people that you hang out with are all extremely depressed, emotionally wrecked and morbidly obese. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Where do you think you would lie along those lines with? I would say that you wouldn't be the paragon of physical, mental and emotional health. Mm-hmm. Just thinking about the people you spend your time with. So it, it is very true in what you said with, you know, uh, things change. And uh, if you want to make a change, then you got to like make some fundamental changes about your environment. And with that being said, I wouldn't say like cut people off or anything because everyone's kind of had a developmental role or anyone, everybody that's been in your life has had some sort of role in creating the person that you are currently. But at the same time, just be very cognizant and very sensitive to where your goals are what are you what are you trying to achieve and you know how do you achieve that and how do you create a community around you that will help you achieve those things mm-hmm. i think another thing that made me you made me think of right there is also like being around a certain group of friends you're going to create habits that you're going to take on for long periods of time and maybe you aren't friends with them anymore but you still have those habits it's always something to like, there's always something from that physical or friendship standpoint that it's going to go on with you. And like we're saying, if you're in a toxic friendship, like I guess another example is like, if you have a friend who's in a toxic relationship, right. And you're always telling them like, Oh, you're so different because you know, you do, you guys are doing this or like you, they're not treating you correctly and they're staying in it. And like, you see that from the outside and it's easy to say that, but like, Sometimes it's you're in that same spot and you don't realize it because no one else in your friend group is saying that or you don't have someone outside saying that. Um, It's just there's a bunch of little variables that, you know, everyone's happy in their own ways or, you know, 
emotionally stable in their own ways. And it's just being able to really understand yourself and understanding where you're at. Cause like sometimes where you're at, isn't where you want to be. Oh yeah. Well, I would say most of the times it's not like, Oh, at least personally, I don't think I made it. I'm good. It's, (laughs) it's not going to get any better from here. I'm at the top of the hill. Uh, hopefully I'll never be able to say that. Um, but with that being said, Julian, what do you think is the, if there was one thing that you would tell these listeners to do, or you would want to do yourself to positively impact the most, like, you know, biggest bang for your buck on all three mental, physical, emotional health. What do you do? Wow. That is a whammy. Um, for all one for all three or one for each category one for all three and then we could break it down if you one want. for all three you know I would listen to the Russian singer Vitas I'm joking I'm joking <laughs> um, one for all three I think it would just be I mean I, this is going to sound different again, but like don't be afraid to be yourself or be weird I like at the end like we always talk about the end goal like your life is your life like if you have like if your physical fitness is you know not common to others do it like if that's what you're motivated about do it if like you're the way your mental way of thinking is different from your friends or social norms but it keeps you sane and happy do it and same with emotional and like social and that kind of friend groups like if you're uh being yourself like at the end you're being yourself and you're doing what you want to do and not being pulled down by others and like as soon as you start faking it that's when you get caught and i think faking it is the kind of a disaster result in the end because if you stay there too long then you kind of forget who you really are and what you really like how about you well i just want to touch you just said that basically the way that you impact all of those things is to be yourself yeah yeah wow <laughs> you really took the weenies way out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know those i mean to be physical mental and social like are in this triangle that are related to your health but so different like it's hard to give one tip for physical like health and diet to like if how I treat being happy and sad or checking those emotions, you know? Oh yeah, totally. Well, the one way that I think that you can impact all of those and the biggest bang for your buck is granted. I well, I have a lot of experience in this and you do too. I would say is join some sort of like sporting club group or activity. And I'll tell you the reasons why. First off, automatically, I'm sure you can assume that joining one of those things would help with your physical health. Another reason that it would help with all three and be the biggest bang for your buck is that now mentally you have this task that you need to achieve. And so your brain isn't sitting there idle. It's thinking about how do I, you know, get this goal of winning this or scoring this point or, you know, putting my teammates in a better position to do good for my team. So that's one way. And also, uh, this kind of ties into both mental and emotional, I think, is uh, your team that you're around, the people that you're around are going to give you a sense of purpose. And also, when you do find that you kind of come short in a goal, or if you do achieve a goal, then, you know, you're sharing that emotional 
event with multiple people, which makes you feel better when you win and definitely makes the failures or losses not as bad. And with that, I mean, you have all three and then also it benefits with, you know, your auxiliary things as far as like, you know, now you have people that you spend time with that you can hang out with more and that you guys are aligned because the goal is to, you know, do X and Y. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's also nice to realize if you do go the route of joining a group or you find a group you want to join and it only presents two out of three, like being presented two out of the three is still a really good deal. Like maybe it's not a group that's super physical. Maybe you're doing like improv comedy. Like you might get a little bit of a workout out of there, but you're still like mentally focused, you know, emotionally on, you know, a different page. And then you can find ways to go and get that third one, you know, physical activity, or maybe it is physical and, you know, mental like yoga or something. And you got to figure out the emotions. There's always, you know, that third one you can always go find and get, but if you can get two for one, that's a pretty solid thing. And if you can get all three for one, then right on. Yeah, totally. And I mean, sometimes you won't be able to do, uh, get the one size fits all for all of them, but you know, making the effort, like you said, even if you don't get all three, if you get two, or even if you get one, like, you know, it's your health. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's always good. And I think on the uh, final take home here, Jordan, what is the funniest thing you've seen this past week? Wow. Oh, (laughs) so, um, the funniest thing I've seen, that's a tough one. The, so Julian in his great music taste showed me, and this is why you asked me this question. I was hoping highlight. this wasn't going to be it. <laughs> showed me this Russian artist that he claims is like the Beatles. In the USSR. <laughs> See, now he's getting defensive. <laughs> and he showed me this uh, pop star called Vetus. And I recommend that uh, you watch it probably alone. Because if people see you watching it, they'll think you're weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's a, one of those insomnia routes that just kind of comes up in. You're on the weird side of YouTube and boom, Vetus. Uh, yeah, that was definitely odd. What about yourself? Um, funniest thing I saw or heard, I guess, saw this week was I went on a Reddit page that was like poorly poorly designed or something like that and if you're familiar with those word blobs where like you take like probably 10 to 12 common um words and they put it together and they make them different sizes and in a bunch of different places so it'll be like success happiness and it makes like a shape and stuff it was this medical this doctor's office and it said like um the like uh hypnotherapy can't like Uh, the benefits of hypnotherapy and i think it should have said like what hypnotherapy cures but the word blob was like the the big middle so it was like benefits of hypnotherapy is like depression like (laughs) irritable bowel syndrome and all these other things that i was just looking at i was like god i would lose it if i was walking in i was like wow i'm gonna get depression yes (laughs) yeah exactly poor planning on that one yeah but uh I want to thank you guys for listening to another off the top podcast. And if you want to take this relationship to the next level, follow us <laughs> on our, you know, Facebook, uh, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, 
we think we made it. I pulled some strings. We're going to get on the radio station on Mars. So we're making big news. Yeah. Thanks for listening, man.